The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me. I'm Chad. I'm a bird. You're listening to the Birdcast. Uh, you know, you clicked on it, so you're like, should have expected at least seventy percent of what I just said. Anyway, hello. It's so good to have you here. Um, did you get did you get a name tag? Cause like, how am I supposed to like really honestly? How are we supposed to know who you are? Oh, you did get a name tag. That's your name. It's just blank. Metal. Welcome, guys. Have you met blank? Oh, you're not even. You can't even say the name. This is dope. Anyway, that was a little improv from me to you. This is the extra content that you get when you listen to my birdcast. Okay, so what's going on? Um, first and foremost, if you are in Iowa City, I will be there August 25th and 26th. The 25th will be at a Joystick Arcade Bar Comedy. Several things. Excited about all of them. Joystick Arcade Bar and Comedy. Joystick Comedy Arcade Bar. It's ah, it's gonna be dope. Anyway, Joystick Comedy Bar Arcade, and then on Saturday, August twenty sixth, I'll be at Reunion Brewery. They're in Brewery. I said it. They're Iowa City. That's August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Skibbity boop pop beep. I've got t shirts for sale. There's t shirts. There's merch. There's merch. Merch shirts. You can get some t shirts now that um have. It's very. It's very classy. I wanted to do like a camp tea, like you were camp counselors, because it's just, you know, it's fucking summer still. So if you go to my website, chadthebird.com, and there's a little link down below, and you go to Chad the Shirt, you should be able to order yourself one. On the front, it says, hey, hey, my, my, because rock and roll never die. And on the back, it says, um, worst apocalypse ever. So yeah, sport it. Last week, uh-huh, speaking of sports, last week I talked about how orcas are making a sport out of sinking rich people's yachts, otters are making a sport out of stealing rich people's surfboards, El Chupacabra is back, and somebody put a bear on a plane. All of that and more, and that barely covers it. Yeah. Anyway, let's go live to me from last week at the Green Mill Historic 
Chicago's historic Green Mill. And you have to say that because it is a historic registered place. So, like, you can't do anything. You can't, like, hurt the walls. You can't do shit. Everything that's in there is exactly as it was when it was registered, which I think was in the 80s. But they hadn't touched it since the 30s. So it's basically haunted. Anyway, live to me at Chicago's historic Green Mill Lounge. Already in progress. That you like me Cause you could go downhill I can't promise that you love me But you probably will Humans! What's up, roomies? Now, I've never been one to call the party And believe me, I'm not gonna If there's one thing every human Everything should be doing In a post-2020 world It's partying as best you can Respectfully, of course. No need to turn this into St. Patrick's Day or anything. Well, yeah, yeah. I love that you thought that was a hot take. Anyway, while still going ham, because you got to go ham where you can, you know what I mean? As a delegate of the animal kingdom, because I'm the only one with a car, if you'll allow me a moment of your time and then we can get back to getting fucking ripped. I've been asked to come here with a wire, a little communique, a little tiding from the rest of your earth mates that they have so graciously given me the honor of reading to you. And I am grateful because it's nice to feel useful, you know? Anyway, here is their official dispatch because apparently you're not getting the message. Turn your shit down. That's it, that's the whole message. And it was written in actual shit because we asked a chimpanzee to write it. Anyway, there's more to the message, which is why I'm here, but the general attitude out there is that you all need to turn your shit down. Just a skosh, just a smidge. You're at an 11 and we need to bring you to like a nine. That's not bad. You can rage at a nine as long as it's organized. Just like keep your phones on silent. That's living at a nine. We can risk a 10 from time to time, but 11 is just too much energy right now. You know how nature works. Everything is connected. You jiggle the needle a little bit and we lose another species of shark, you know? So yeah, basically we need to get it together and lower the vibe out here, okay? It's like, honestly, you should have seen this coming. The animal kingdom has been trying to get your attention for a while. You got orca whales headbutting yachts since 2020 and doing it so much that scientists are calling it a quote, new behavior. Since they're normally not quite so perky. Scientists figured it could be the result of a traumatic attack, which should not shock your hairy asses at all. Because like you saw that documentary. I know you did. You posted about it on Facebook and how you had to recover from it. But no matter how that journey is going for you, Tiffany, the events in it did happen. So like, don't act like you didn't see this coming. Could also be because they think it's a fucking gas. Most of them are booping expensive boats. They sunk three yachts already. Scaring the rich is fucking fun across the board. But whatever the reason, it is a result of things that you are doing that's causing them to get creative and then teaching it to the kids. So like humans, might not be a bad idea to turn down the aquatic sports because look, and I'll be real with you, you look fucking stupid on a jet ski. Oh, it's fun, that's for sure. But like, so is anything else. Get into skating. Surfing is fine. It's been deemed righteous by sea otters so much that they're starting to steal surfboards. 
Otter841, as she is known, because humans are fucking squares, man, <laughs> has been snatching sticks out in Santa Cruz since July of 2023, a behavior that the city agency has deemed, quote, concerning and unusual, which is total wildlife fish and rescue code for fuck. Now I gotta wrestle an otter. There's been a hunt for Otter 841, and how badass is it that this otter is sticking it to the man by stealing expensive surfboards and doing it with a name right out of Les Mis? Anyone who thrashed the shores of Santa Cruz knows that otters are hoedads and shoobies. They're just crushing on bros, charging heavies, but like, Otter 841 is a total junkyard. Stealing boards and evading the Coast Guard, that's, that's surfer slang. I was doing surfer slang just then. <laughs> I've never surfed in my life, I'm too wee, but I just felt cool for a minute. Anyway, the hunt is still on because as of August 14th, 2023, wildlife officials have yet to capture Otter 841, who I'm just gonna call Bodie. I know we were all thinking it, I'm gonna say it. Cause that otter knows that if you want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. That was a point break reference. I am batting 100 right now. No, there's no more. You've also apparently woke up El Chupacabra from hibernation, so good on you for that, humans. In Hill County Village, Texas, which is not a pancake place, it turns out. It is a city in Bexar County, but like, I'd snack some cakes at Hill County Village at 2 a.m. any day, humans. Just saying that would be dope. And a fine example of living at a nine. A couple of residents have been snapping photos of, quote, a bizarre yellowish-brown animal that appears to be the size of a large dog with a tail almost touches the ground and very large pricked-up ears. And when they took to the internet to figure out the fuck it was, rumors started circulating that might in fact be the mythical reptile-like creature in parts of the Americas that is said to stand three to four feet high, hop like a kangaroo, attack and drink the blood of livestock, which is a fair assumption to make if you're robo-tripping or have lived through 2023. <laughs> But it is not a scientific fact, it's probably a koi dog, which is a part coyote and part dog and just as naughty as it sounds. <laughs> but hey, if you all got crazy enough to manage to piss off the orcas and otters, it's not gonna be shaking to learn that El Chupacabra left its ancient hangout and started doing some shit. But the biggest what the fuck, turn your shit down, came out of Dubai recently, and no, it wasn't a fucking stacked Lambo or something. We'll talk about cars some other time, but they are on the list of things that you need to chill the fuck out on, hot dogs. An Iraqi Airlines flight was delayed and then disembarked because a bear broke out of his cage on the plane. Now, granted, that sentence alone is enough of a hike. You gotta hydrate and watch your step. You might twist your ankle. But it was because that bear was being shipped to someone and that doesn't make it any easier on the brain. But that is what happened. The identity of the human that thought it was a great idea to put a bear on a plane has yet to be identified because they're rich and they can afford discretion, which I totally understand. I mean, I don't want people to know the weird shit I order on Amazon, but when they fuck up my order in the mail, it's not a fucking bear! <laughs> Owning predatory pets has become a fad in Baghdad among the wealthy because they can afford to be insane when they feel like it, but even I, if I, okay, if I, <laughs> If I, if I would want a bear for some reason, 
I would at least go and get one and bring it home myself, preferably not tens of thousands of feet in the air. The prime minister is opening an investigation until how this bear managed to escape its cage on a plane. But the real mystery is why anyone would think it was a hot idea to mail a bear. According to the Guardian quote, Iraqi Airways said on Saturday that procedures to transport the bear were carried out in accordance with the law and with procedures and standards approved by the International Air Transport Association. But I call hot farts on that because it should never be standard to ship a bear on a fucking plane. The bear was on a plane. I wouldn't even watch the show The Bear on a plane. <laughs> Being on a plane is stressful enough. My anxiety level's already higher than the cruising altitude where the turbulence is hiding. Going to the airport is never a casual experience. Ask anyone how their flight was when they get off and they'll tell you the same thing. It was fine, but the airport was a fucking nightmare. Not a problem, not an issue, a fucking nightmare that you stress ate about last night because you can't be late. You gotta be there at least four hours ahead of time like your gate is gonna blink out of existence, which you can do. And then to get there, you either take a day's journey on the train or if you're a billionaire, you could charter a lift driven by a suburbanite with a Spotify playlist that matches their shirt. But no matter how early you get there, everybody's already there. Like they've been waiting for you. And then you gotta face the crushing weight of the futility of your own consumerism as you clutch tightly to the one bag you're allowed to take like you're fleeing the country. You cram into the lamest looking line like if an amusement park had a bank themed roller coaster with all these other humans stuck or just wandering around like goats, and then the walk of shame through the security checkpoint while some chummy TSA workers get handsy with your personal shit. And then they scan your body with a little science bath, reminding you to put your hands in the air, but you know you're supposed to do that. This isn't your first fucking day, guy. They've been screaming it in your face since you were born in the 80s. It's fucking seared into your DNA at this point. And finally, if you're one of the lucky ones, you're allowed to go into the terminal. You find your gate, but surprise, chump, your plane is delayed which will strike you as odd because it's nine in the fucking morning. You figure, how? How is that possible? That's all these things do. They fly. That's their whole fucking day. And it's nine in the morning. The day just started. But there are no answers. Just the waiting. You'll learn new seating positions. And maybe you'll treat yourself to a $20 beer at the macaroni bar and grill. And before you fucking know it, it's noon. And oh shit, they're boarding. Grab your bug out bag because they switched gates. God damn it, you knew that they would. And now you're departing from Sea Terminal, which is a day's east of the Bubbles Wine Bar. So you better fucking hustle, but don't hurt yourself, because you're in boarding group L, and you're rushing to get into another line, peasant. And then, holy shit, there it is. There's your plane. And by the time you finally get inside that airtight fart tube, your beer is wearing off. And the horrifying realization that you're about to get shot into the stratosphere with the rest of these sneezing hobos hits you, and there's no way out. You're on a flying bus full of strangers with colds and screaming babies. Buckle up, cowboy. That's what you paid for. And you want to put a bear in there? <laughs> In the end, the bear was sedated and helped out of the cargo hold. And you gotta feel bad for the bear, but my soul is with the humans that had to get a bear drunk and then tell them they had to get off a plane. You know how you react to that. You've seen YouTube. They're lucky that bear wasn't from the suburbs. So yeah. 
between orcas bitch slapping billionaire boats and otters embezzling primo wall hangers and putting fucking canafores on planes, I think maybe it's you humans that are getting a little too much to bear and you need to turn your shit down. Anyway, um, thank you on behalf of your roommates. Please leave a sock on the door if you're going to jerk off. Don't forget to pay the power bill. It's your turn to do the dishes and like, um, keep it to a nine. I love you. Good night. Chad the Bird. What? <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. Special thanks to the Barrera Cudas for their kick-ass song, Promises. It's taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jebson's Malort for sponsoring me. Thank you to you for listening to me. Come find me on the Discord. Come find me on the Grams and the TikToks and the YouTubes, where the majority of all this is. But if you're in Iowa City, August 25th and 26th, you can find me at Joystick Comedy Barcade and Reunion Brewery. That's where I'm going to be. But then I'll be back in Chicago, so don't freak out. Or freak out a little bit. Because it's, like, still summer. So you can still freak. But don't freak too much. Keep it to a nine. It's a, it's a reasonable amount of freakage. Nailed it.